Welcome back to another special podcast episode. This is brought to you by Miss Horn's Public Speaking 2 class. Ton of effort from Ben Rikosh and producer Dave. And this episode is all about movies. In Movie Fun, the two movie explorers talk about the wonders that are Top Gun Maverick and what, what everything that went into producing it, this great film. So please, please enjoy. And I'm really excited to see what Finn and Ian have going on in the future for this show because it's really awesome. Hey, this is Ian, and this is Movie Fun, and I'm here with Finn. Hello. So, Finn, what movies have you watched this week? This week, oh, I watched uh, Glass Onions this Saturday, or Glass Onion. It was mm. pretty good. Uh, I appreciated all of the twists and turns and how it kept true with the movie of not actually being very twisty or turny. It just seems like it is. Oh, yeah. Do you think it was better than Knives Out, the original? Hmm. Well, my mom didn't fall asleep during Glass Onion, so I'm going to guess it was more interesting. Yeah, that's definitely a plus. Yeah, my grandfather falls asleep to any Disney movie. He just can't do any musicals at all. It's always hilarious. Like, grandma, cousins all stay up, and grandpa's just falling asleep. Yeah. I also appreciated that Glass Onion had more light. Like a lot of movies these days are very dark, and I appreciated that a lot of the scenes were very bright and fun to look at. Oh, yeah. And the the fire scene is just amazing with all the chandeliers and the glass falling around them. I really like that scene. Yeah. This week I actually watched the original Tron. Not for the mm-hmm. first time, but just re-getting myself into it after seeing Legacy again. And it's just... It looks interesting. It's a very different looking movie than what I was used to. It's not great looking, but it's also good for the time. Yeah. It was, I don't think I've watched Tron, but I have watched something affiliated with Tron. Don't remember which one, but something affiliated that wasn't the first movie. Yeah, there was the 2011, I think, Tron Legacy, which is sequel long after, but great looking movie, great music. Very similar to the movie of today. Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. yeah. So that's our main topic. And uh, you want to talk music, right? Yes. Uh, well, the production for the music. Okay. It was obviously scored by Hans Zimmer because Hans Zimmer scores most movies that you watch these days. But there was an, another interesting name on the credits for the score. And what was that? Lady Gaga is... It was her first foray into film scoring. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, because I remember only the last song that I remember of hers, but did she do more? She did. She like did actual film scoring and not just like a pop song for it. That's crazy. Imagining like Hans Zimmer, one of the best known composers, working with Lady Gaga, the regular pop singer. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out to have great music throughout the entire film, yeah. It was some pretty cool music. Well, you have stuff about... Yeah, the actual planes and the way they made it work. So the planes in this first one, F-14 Tomcats, were pretty much the peak of planes for their time, the fourth generation as they're called, with wings that could sweep to give them higher speed and also make it 
more compact for when they're on the carrier, which is the main part of the film. Because many people think that it could be an Air Force film, where Top Gun is actually a naval film, which most people don't know. Navy has planes. And, um, yeah, it's interesting how many people associate planes with Air Force, but the Navy has just as many, if not more, to some people, planes as the Air Force. And then in the second movie, it's a 4.5 generation F-18. So it's mostly one pilot in certain pl planes, whereas the F-14 had two, which is why you have the main two characters, Maverick and Goose, being pilot and Rico, or co-pilot. So, yeah. That was actually something I had been wondering when I was watching it, because I watched Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick back-to-back, -back, mm -hmm. and in the first one, they're all in, like, two people on each plane, but then in the next one, some of them aren't in the plane, and that was something I was wondering about. Yeah, and along with the more compact, which F-18 is definitely way more compact plane than the F-14, they could fit six cameras, I believe, inside the F-18 cockpit, which compared to the three that they had put on the outside of the F-14 for exterior and interior shots, it's just amazing how far technology has come in cameras alone. Yeah. And... Even everyday people have, like, yeah, like, phones on them, which have really good cameras, depending on the phone. Definitely, yeah. There's, um, it's, I mean, even that, it's shown the old screen on the F-14. You've got, they call it, call the ball, which is where you see the ball on the aircraft carrier itself, and that's how you land, that's how you make sure you land correctly. Whereas now, your face screen is your entire view, pretty much. So there's the mm -hmm. F-35 jet, which the haptic headset for the pilots, it's a single pilot um, plane aircraft, where they can look through their entire jet. So not just straight for forward through the cockpit, it's through the entire jet around and behind you, negating the need for a second pilot. Yeah, it's insane. Love that jet. <laughs> yeah. And Technology has come far. Oh, yeah. Anything else, like, characters-wise that you noticed? I... Well, I liked all the new characters that they had introduced. Yeah. I do wish they had had more time in Maverick to explain who these characters were and, like, why they're there and about them because they introduced them like they were going to tell us more about them. Yeah, they sort of told you, oh, these people have already graduated. That's all you really need to know about them. And then they sort of hint at past grievances or relationships through the the school that they've already had in past experiences and while going through. But we don't know any of that, really. It's all hinted at, which is an interesting way to do it and introduce new characters. Yeah, it felt like at some points that there was a third movie that we don't know that yeah. already took place Which and it felt like a sequel to a movie that had happened like five years prior instead of 30. Yeah, which I mean, I wouldn't mind a third one. You know, I'm not complaining about that if there's the potential for it. Which character do you like relate to most? I don't know. I don't really experience anything like flying a plane <laughs> at all <laughs> yep. so I th I don't really 
wasn't there like a teenage girl in the yeah, who just got annoyed yeah. with her mom a lot? Yeah, Penny's daughter. Yeah. I get annoyed at my mom a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody sort of does at some points. I uh, liked Hangman. Sort of seemed like the Iceman of this movie. Well, which also, Iceman, great continuation, including Valkyrie's actual throat cancer. And really giving a good send-off, I felt, for him. Yeah. I also enjoyed how they did that pretty well. Yeah. And, like, made it actually have consequences to the plot, which was also interesting. Yeah, where Iceman has sort of been protecting Maverick throughout his whole career up to that point. And then once he's died, he's like, this is the final thing. If I don't do this, I'm out. Really added tension to the entire back portion of the movie where he was gone yeah yeah also like just showing how the relationship had evolved from the first one where it ended up as sort of a tense friendship where it's you can be my my uh, wingman anytime to now just showing each other that they're there for each other wherever they need and iceman's basically just backing maverick all the way through yeah i also had appreciated hangman and when we were watching it at that like final scene or like the final few scenes where like he's like in the plane about to go we were like oh he's gonna go he's gonna go and my family was like are they is he is he gonna show up and i was like yes he's gonna show up and then he showed up and i was right and great just great really cool scene yeah flying through the wreckage of the now shot down plane which just wow I think it's every scene that everybody's like, oh, cool, the guy threw through the the wrecked enemy. But this one just added something different because you didn't know who exactly was going to be. And then just boom, he's there. Yeah. I did appreciate that final run of like that, I guess, final leg of the film where they're like in the other country and they're having to go through all the snow and stuff. It was interesting it was also, like, both plot-wise, but also it was really gorgeous, some of the shots. Oh, yeah. The surface-to-air missiles, the SAMs, once they've all launched off, and you just see the whole flurry of missiles and smoke trails, and then you see the jets just easily maneuvering around them, calling out to each other, keeping the communication up. It's just easily one of the best scenes I ever saw in 2022. It was really cool. Yeah. I actually saw that movie an almost embarrassing amount of times in theaters. <laughs> I'd bring everybody I knew to see it at least once. I think I saw it five or seven times. It's either in between those in the theaters alone, and now I own it at home. <laughs> yeah. Easy, great continuation of the first film, which also had some amazing shots. Jets yeah. Across the Sunset, I really like. Yeah. They're gorgeous movies. Oh, yeah. And then there's the the myth that it increased uh, Navy recru- recruiting, oh, f- recruiting, which it did, but not to the extreme point that people think. It's much fewer. I think people said it's like, oh, it increased at 500%. It's more like five. <laughs> it's a gross exaggeration. But still, if you can inspire that many people to go just buy a movie, I think that's pretty impressive. It w- it was a really cool movie. Yeah. 
And then also expensive movie. You got multi-million dollar jets and then $10,000 per hour per flight for each jet. Going to rack up the cost. <laughs> it's very expensive movie. Yeah. It's so this is one of those pre-COVID 2020 movies where this was going to be a summer blockbuster. It still turned out to be one, but just delayed three years due to Paramount and Tom Cruise mainly just wanting it to be seen in the theaters, which I felt it really deserved. It needs to be seen large screen, large speakers. You really got to feel it. Yeah. So did you see it in theaters or? I did not because my family takes like probably three years, not three years, but we take a while to go and watch anything. So like the latest season of Stranger Things, it took us six months to watch. Oh, wow. Like months in between episodes. So it takes us forever to get to anything. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. So like. In the theaters, they have a message from Tom Cruise at the start of it before any of the movie actually starts, where it's, thank you all for coming for to this. I've, I really pushed for this movie to be seen in theaters because I feel like it deserves this. You need to see this. And I th- he just thanked everybody for coming there and seeing it. It's, it felt really important to him that this came out how it came out. I think he's, I think he's glad that it came out the way it did. Yeah, it's good for him. And he was able to advocate for that and yeah. I'm sure it was definitely worth it. Yeah, definitely. I think I feel like it coming out in that semi recovery year, people wanted to see something and they wanted to see something familiar to them. I feel like Top Gun was a good good choice for them to do that with. Yeah. And then highest grossing film of twenty twenty two. Avatar just right on the tail <laughs> end going in twenty twenty three, but I'm counting it as twenty twenty two for Top Gun. It's Avatar has kind of lost its throne, hasn't it? Yeah. So. Well, I think adjusted for inflation, Avatar is still highest. Or is it Gone with the Wind? Either way. I think it's either that or I thought maybe some Marvel movies had gotten big, but yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of high-grossing films now. There's, There's a lot of them. I feel like if we could bring some of the old filmmakers now and see what we're racking in for money. Mm-hmm be an extreme shock of what their early art form would turn into yeah yeah so um how would you rank this on your films the original top gun was pretty like it was interesting but some of it was very the pacing is different from what movies are today Mm -hmm. so and it's just not this speed i'd probably prefer like and but it's also gorgeous and the film film is good and the scoring is good so i'd guess i'd probably say like a four Four. or like yeah that's out of five or ten out of five four out of five yeah and then i'd agree on four out of five on the first one i also feel like the speed and pacing is part of the 36 year difference in filmmaking (laughs) feel like pe- audiences in general now expect a s- different type of film that they did nearly 40 years ago. And yet still somehow films are longer. Yeah. Even though We're getting longer but feeling shorter. Yeah. What about uh, Top Gun Maverick? How'd you... I liked Top Gun Maverick. It was 
exciting. But also, I wish it had focused more on the newer characters, because some of them seemed interesting. Yeah. So. I feel like. Probably also a four out of five. Yeah, that's, yeah. Both really high top tier movies for me. Definitely up there on list of top ten favorite movies. I think they're both up there somewhere. Just got to pinpoint where. It's a difficult list to put down, though. It's lots of great ones. Any any other thoughts? Hmm. It was a pretty. They were both good, really gorgeous movies. Yeah. Great. And, and great scores. Yeah. Each of them having. I remember Top Gun has, I think two or three new songs that came out just for that movie, and very similar with Top Gun Maverick. I think they both were nominated at least for best new song, and I think. Maybe Maverick won, but I'm not sure. I know Maverick was nominated for, I think, best movie or highest ranking or whatever the greatest movie for Oscars is. I don't really pay attention to that too much. Me neither. Yeah. But yeah, great movies, great scores, great cinematography. Yeah, I think that's good. That's good. Thank you for listening. This has been Movie Fun. I'm Ian. And I'm Finn. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this insanely unique and creative podcast episode brought to you again by Miss Horn's Public Speaking 2 class and all the students who have explored podcasting for the first time.